0: Well, hello, and I want to welcome you to the Victory Church Weekly Podcast. I'm your host, Mitch Horton. I'm here to bring you a short message that's designed to help you become all that God created you to be and to live your life to the fullest. Thank you so much for listening. Let's get into today's message. Well, welcome again to our Victory Church uh, Weekly Podcast. Pastor Mitch Horton here. So glad to be with you again today. I hope things are well with you and yours and, uh, and that you're living uh, in the favor and blessing of the Lord. And uh, today I'm going to continue with uh, what I've been talking about the past number of podcasts, which is God's will to heal. It's always the will of God to heal us. Healing belongs to us. So we've been talking about that for a good while. Last time I talked about the seven covenant names of God that where God shows his eternal character to us. And one of those seven covenant names is Jehovah Rapha. I am the Lord, your physician. So we'll we'll, uh, we'll continue talking about healing today. How many know it's always God's will to heal you. It's always God's will to raise you up from uh, illness and sickness. Now, I've been knowing that for years and years, decade after decade of my life. I've been walking primarily in divine health since I came to Jesus in 1976. And every single time the enemy has attacked me, I have received healing from the Lord. So I want to encourage you that you can too. It's always God's will to heal you. If I say that and it doesn't agree with your thought life, friends, you need to change your thought life. It's always God's will to heal you. You know, I was raised in a denominational church. And I never heard that healing was the will of God. I, I heard that sometimes it's the will of God and sometimes it's not the will of God. And if you've got those kind of things that have been, you know, just kind of just placed in your thinking for years and years and years and year after year after year, you know, it takes a long time to get that out. Sometimes I thought, you know, it would have been better in some ways, not to have even gone to a church to hear the unbelief and doubt that I heard, than to have to root the unbelief and doubt I heard at church out. Now that is a big challenge, and some of you know what I'm talking about. So if you if you don't have a Christian background, you know there's there's good and bad in that. Uh, the bad of it is that you know there's some there's some you know there's just some patterns that can be set. But the good of it is is that. The good of it is, is, that you don't have to earn, unlearn some things, and that can be, definitely be a challenge. So, uh, you know, I had to unlearn some things, unlearn what not to do, so uh, uh, or or unlearn the things that I should not be believing. So, I'm talking about healing because faith comes. Along the lines of knowledge, the more knowledge of God's word you have, the more potential for faith you have. But it doesn't mean you have faith just because you've heard the word. You can hear me preach. You can read books about faith. You can read books about healing. You can even read the word about healing and know what the scriptures say about healing. But, friends, you've got to put the knowledge into practice. And knowledge acted upon produces faith. Faith without works is dead or lifeless faith, James said in James chapter 2. So again, we're talking about believing God for healing. And listen, I believe it's the will of God to heal you from everything. Start with everything in your life. Start with the small things and keep going. And here's where I am, and I'll get into this later on, and and I'm getting a little ahead of myself when I talk about some of this. Look, to receive healing, sometimes you've got to say, Lord, what adjustments do I need to make? What do I need to do differently? Sometimes the Lord's encouraged me to rest. Sometimes the Lord's encouraged me to get busy. Sometimes God's encouraged me to change my diet. Sometimes God's encouraged me to change some things that I'm doing that are not health, healthy or helpful for me is what I'm saying. But you know what? If you seek the Lord, the Holy Spirit speaks, you make adjustments. The baseline is from the scriptures, we know it's the will of God to heal us. Again, Hebrews 8 6 says that we have a better covenant established. On Better Promises, we've gone over the last few podcasts that in Exodus fifteen twenty six, right out from Egyptian bondage, right into their journey of freedom, God promised to keep the Israelites whole and well. He revealed himself by, as I mentioned last time, one of his seven covenant names, Jehovah Rapha, I am the Lord who heals you. So again, if it was God's will to heal, <laughs> excuse me, to heal them back in Old Testament, Old Covenant times. It's the will of God to heal us today. So, today I want to look at uh, several examples of God just simply honoring his healing covenant that he had with his Old Covenant people. Look, you got to understand when you read the Old Testament, these things, uh, 1 Corinthians 10 said, were written for our learning. Upon whom the end of the age has come. So, you know, you got to understand when you read the Old Testament, they didn't have available to them what you have available to you. Uh, They didn't have the Holy Spirit living on the inside of them, they did not have the new birth which thank God we can experience today which is a heart change you become a new creature in Christ Jesus old things pass away all things become new they still had hearts of stone they had the outward circumcision of the flesh which was a sign of their of their covenant with God but you know it was all external and they had they had to uh, they lived by the law and uh, you know it was nothing like it is today. So when they made mistakes, just give them when you read about them making mistakes, give them some grace and space because they didn't have available to them what you have available to you tonight today. But I just want to show you just several expert certs from the Old Testament today that if God would heal them even in their obstinacy, even in sometimes their rebellion, even when they let their flesh dominate them, he would have mercy on them and would heal them because of the covenant, because he is the same yesterday, today, and forever. He is Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our physician. Here's Let's start with Numbers chapter 12. There are a few verses I want to read here. Miriam was, um, uh, grieved the Lord deeply by criticizing her brother Aaron's leadership on uh, um, by criticizing Moses, I should say, leadership. And boy, I mean, she, God got all over her, but you know what? God had mercy on her and healed her because of the covenant. Here's Numbers 12, verse one. While they were at Hazaroth, Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because he had married a Cushite woman. Now, you know what? If you have ever been involved in criticizing a pastor, a ministry leader in any capacity, you know what? You just need to repent. It's never good or never great to do that. It's always best to take that to your knees. Seek the Lord. Miriam spoke out critically of the leadership there in Israel, and it cost her a lot. Verse 2 says, they said, has the Lord only spoken through Moses? And this is what Miriam and Aaron criticized Moses because he had married a woman from another race. And they said, has the Lord spoken only through Moses? Hasn't he spoken through us too? But the, Lord heard, but the Lord heard them. And listen again, when you speak against leadership, God hears your words. And you know what? You need to be careful with your words. Even if the leader is wrong, you need to be very careful. My encouragement is to go to them in private, do it in a humble way, do it in a prayerful way, if you think somebody's doing something wrong and consider yourself, Galatians 6, 1 says, lest you also be tempted. Verse 3 says, now Moses were very humble, more humble than any other person on earth. Verse 4, so immediately the Lord called to Moses, Aaron, and Miriam and said, go out to the nat- tabernacle, all three of you. So the three of them went to the tabernacle. Verse 5, Numbers 12, then the Lord descended in the pillar of clouds, stood at the entrance of the tabernacle. Aaron and Miriam he called and they stepped forward and the lord said now listen to what i say if there was a prophet among you i the lord would reveal myself in visions i would speak to them in dreams verse 7 but not with my servant moses of all my house, he is the one I trust. I speak to him face to face clearly and not in riddles. He sees the Lord as, as he is. So why were you not afraid to criticize my servant Moses? Verse 9, the Lord is, was very angry with him and he departed. So the Lord, moved, as the cloud moves, excuse me, from the, above the tabernacle, there stood Miriam, her skin aglow, Her skin, I'm sorry, as white as snow from leprosy. When Aaron saw what had happened to her, he cried out to Moses, Oh, my master, please don't punish us for the sin we have foolishly committed. Don't let her be like a stillborn baby already decayed at birth. So Moses, verse 13, cried out to the Lord, Oh God, I beg you, please heal her. But the Lord said to Moses, If her father... Had done nothing more than spit in her face. Wouldn't she be defiled for seven days? So keep her outside the camp for seven days. And after that, she may be accepted back. So Miriam was kept outside the camp for seven days because that's what the law said to do. And the people waited until she bought, brought, was brought back before they traveled again. God healed Miriam, but she had to repent of her sin because, before, before he did. And uh, God had mercy. And God healed her. So again, another thing you can read into this is, you know, we need to be very careful and walk closely with the Lord. When we make a choice to go into the paths of sin, we open ourselves up to the enemy. He comes to steal, kill, and destroy, and he's looking for an open avenue in any of our lives. So you know what? We just really need to keep short accounts with God. If you know the Lord, if you walk with Jesus, make sure that you know when you know you do something wrong, repent of it right then. It may be an attitude. It may be a behavior. It may be your words or whatever, but when you know you do something wrong, confess your sin. The Bible says... If we confess our sins, He is faithful and He is righteous to forgive us of our sin and to cleanse us from unrighteousness. The second illustration I want to give from the Old Testament of, um, of God uh, in His mercy, healing His people. And it's because He revealed Himself as Jehovah Rapha, The Lord, our physician. Again, it shows you the weakness and frailty of the flesh. It shows the the weakness of humanity. And all of us have the flesh to deal with. All of us at times have attitudes to deal with, behaviors to deal with. But you know what? If you'll repent before God, he will have great mercy on you. Here's number 16, 41. And we're going to jump right in here. Israel lashed out in anger at Moses' leadership. And, then, and because they lashed out of the person God placed in leadership to lead them, um, they sinned, and, and a plague came upon them, and many began to die. So here we are jumping right into the story, number 1641. But the very next morning, the whole community of Israel began muttering against Moses and Aaron, saying, You have killed the Lord's people. As the community gathered to protest against Moses and Aaron, they turned toward the tabernacle and saw the cloud had covered it, and the glorious presence of the Lord appeared. Again, many of the people had died because a plague had broke out, and it was after they had criticized Moses and Aaron and verse 43 says, Moses and Aaron came and stood in front of the tabernacle. Verse 44, and the Lord said to Moses, verse 45, get away from all those people so I can instantly destroy them. But Moses and Aaron fell down on the ground. Verse 46, and Moses said to Aaron, Quick, take an incense burner and place burning coals on it from the altar. Lay incense on it, carry it out among the people to purify them, make them right with the Lord. The Lord's anger is blazing against them. The plague has already begun. Aaron did as Moses told him and ran out among the people. The plague had already begun to strike down the people, but Aaron burned the incense and purified the people. Verse 48 says he stood between the living and the dead and the plague was stopped. But 14,700 people died in that plague. In addition to those who had died in the affair involving Korah, then, began, then because the plague had stopped, Aaron returned to Moses at the entrance of the tabernacle see the the israelites disobedience got them into trouble with god and it opened them up to sin and because they were under the the uh, dispensation of law it was eye for eye tooth for tooth. they weren't living in the age of grace as we are today and often judgment would fall rapidly we should be very grateful to god that we live in the day of grace and when we do miss it when we do have bad attitudes, when we do do things that we know are wrong and, and and rather than turn away, we linger, you know, we need to be aware that they did that in the Old Testament, that it would have deeply affected them and and they would have, uh, and it opened the door for the enemy to, to attack them. Just need to be aware that sometimes we don't get things like this because thank God we live in the day of grace. So God again healed the people. And... Uh, Aaron and Moses stood between the living and the dead. Aaron burned the incense and purified the people, just obeying the law that God had given Moses on top of Mount Sinai. And the plague was stayed. The plague was stopped. And God had mercy on the people once again. The third illustration I'll give today, again, Israel spoke against God and against Moses. It's a repetitious problem they had, isn't it? Um, And they repented and were healed when they gazed upon a brazen serpent's very interesting story <coughs> excuse me, from Numbers um, 21, 4 through 9, New Living Translation. And here we are. Then the people of Israel set out from Mount Hor, taking the road to the Red Sea to go around the land of Edom. But the people grew impatient with their the long journey. And they began to speak against God and Moses. Why have you brought us out of Egypt to die here in this wilderness? They complained. There is nothing to eat here and nothing to drink. And we hate this horrible manna. So the Lord said, Poisonous snakes. When it say the Lord sent, it, He allowed them to come because of the people's sin. So the Lord sent poisonous snakes among the people, and many were bitten and died They were uh, of the sting of the snakes. Then the people came to Moses and cried out, "We have sinned by speaking against the Lord and against you. Pray that the Lord will take away the snakes." So Moses prayed for the people. Then the Lord told him, "Make a replica of a poisonous snake and attach it to a pole." All who were bitten will live if they simply look at it. So Moses made a snake out of the bronze and attached it to a pole. Then anyone who was bitten by a snake could look at the bronze snake and be healed. Now that bronze snake that that Moses attached to a pole and st- put it up for everybody to see, was a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus. As Moses lifted up the bronze snake on a pole in the wilderness, John three fourteen and 15, Jesus said, So the Son of Man must be lifted up so that everyone who believes in Him will have eternal life. I want to bring your attention back to verse 8 where New Living Translation says, Then the Lord told him, Make a replica of a poisonous snake, Attach it to a pole. All who are bitten will live if they simply look at it. The Amplified is really good uh, in this particular verse of Numbers 21. The Amplified translation says, When he looked to the serpent of bronze attentively, expectantly, with a steady and absorbing gaze, he lived. So here's the issue. Any person that was bitten by a poisonous snake, the snakes came because the, enemy, because the Israelites opened the door to the enemy by disobedience and rebellion. And you know what? Let me say it again. We open up the door to the enemy to rob, steal, and kill from us. When we rebel against God, what we know is God's best for us. And when we, we go into the paths that we shouldn't go, we often open up the door to the enemy. Let me also say this. Just because a person gets sick is no sign that they've sinned against God. Uh, The enemy attacks for two reasons. Number one, because you're in the will of God. Number two, because you're out of the will of God. Sometimes you're doing everything you want, you know you're supposed to do, and the enemy attacks. Other times it may be that you're in disobedience and the enemy attacks. Regardless, we have an enemy and he's looking for every avenue to get into our lives. And because they were under the old covenant and it was eye for an eye, tooth for tooth, hand for hand, foot for foot, it was a dispensation of law. It was a dispensation that was harsh. It was not the dispensation of grace that we live in today. When they sinned, often the results were terrible. And so, again, they were bitten by the snakes, but... When they turned away from their problem, here's the, listen, so this helps us today. When they turned away from their challenge, when they turned away from the affliction, the, uh, the the bite marks on their leg or their arm or wherever the snake bit them, when they turned away from the inflammation, when they turned away from the pain, when they turned away from the circumstance they were in, and they looked at the serpent on a pole, which was a type and shadow of the Lord Jesus Christ, who was made both sin and sickness for us on the cross of Calvary, when they when they looked as Amplified says, with a steady and absorbing gaze, and they looked expectantly, they were healed. So you know what? That's a, that's a real lesson for us. To receive from the Lord at some point, you got to turn away from focusing on on the problem and you've got to focus on the answer if all you're doing is focusing on the pain focusing on the discomfort focusing on the circumstance it's hard to receive from the lord at some point we need to turn away from that and turn to what the bible says so that so god gave the uh, israelites an an excellent thing to do he told them to turn away uh, from the hurt the pain the loss And look at the type and shadow of the Lord Jesus. And as they looked attentively, as they looked expectantly, as they looked with a steady and absorbing gaze, they were healed. You know what I found in my life? You know, you got to get the word of God inside of you and you got to hear the promises of God. I get out the books, I get out the information, I get out the podcast, whatever I need. I get the word of God inside of me, I build my faith up. That's the serpent on the pole. I see Jesus high and lifted up. I see Jesus becoming my sin and sickness. And perhaps we'll talk about that next time uh, in the atonement of Christ. Nonetheless, when you see yourself well because the Bible says that God promises health and healing and you turn away from the circumstance, And look to the Word of God and ask God to heal you. Stand on the promises of God. How many know that God does come through? Why we look not at the things that are seen, 2 Corinthians 4, 18 says, but at the things that are not seen. The things that are seen are temporary. The things that are not seen are eternal. We have the eternal, ever-living promises of God, and God has promised to hear and answer prayer. Jesus said, whoever says to the mountain, be removed, be cast into the sea, and doesn't doubt in his heart. But believe what he says will come to pass. He'll have what he says in verse 24 of Mark 11, whatever you desire when you pray, and that would include healing from sickness and disease, whatever you desire when you pray, believe you receive them and you will have them. See, we have the promises of God that we can act on. And then when we look away from our circumstances, look away from our problems to the problem, to the promise of God, See, and and we begin to thank and worship and praise God for hearing and answering prayer. You know what happens? Healing is forthcoming. Even to these rebellious Israelites who had constant problems, you know, understanding the leadership that God had given them, being in disagreement with the leadership, opening up the door to the enemy over and over and over again. God still had mercy on them. And you know what? When they met the conditions of the covenant, they were healed. And you know what? Today, it's the same way. We, uh, we, have, uh, we have a better day we're living in. We have a better covenant established on better promises. The promises of God are available to us today. And I just want to encourage you, regardless of where what you're dealing with in life, regardless of the illness, regardless of what the doctors have said, regardless of what... Uh, of what it looks like. If you'll look to the word of God and ask God to be Jehovah Rapha, ask Jesus to be Jehovah Rapha, be, to be the Lord your physician and ask him specifically to heal you of whatever infirmity you have. You know what? I have had over and over thousands of times the Lord touched my physical body and healed me and raise me up well. And friends, God will do the same thing for you because he is faithful and can be trusted. We'll get into the particulars of how to receive healing, just laying the foundation right now, the fact that the Word of God is very clear. Old Testament, New Testament, God revealed Himself as a healer to His people, and He wants to heal us today. So, Father, I pray again for all of us that we would grab hold of the promises of God and we would trust You and believe You, that we would walk closely to You without compromise, And, Lord, thank you for Jesus, our eternal lawyer. When we do miss it, we confess our sins. You're faithful and just to forgive us. And then, Lord, when the enemy seeks to attack us because we're in the will of God or out of the will of God, when we repent and when we make things right with you, Lord, thank you the healing is available to us because you forever will be Jehovah Rapha, the Lord, our physician. Thank you. Thank you for Jesus taking our infirmities and bearing our sicknesses on the cross of Calvary. Thank you for Jesus being the serpent lifted up on the pole. I pray that we get a revelation of that and walk in the light of the healing power of God available to us today in Jesus' name. Well, God bless you. We'll take this up next time. God bless. Thanks for listening to the Victory Church weekly podcast. I hope you're able to get something out of the message today. Before you leave, please make sure... Uh, that you subscribe or leave a review on whatever platform that you're listening from. Uh, doing this goes a long way in helping us reach a wider audience. Lastly, if you want to reach out with questions, concerns, prayer requests, or comments about today's content, you can email me at pastor at I would love to hear from you. Now go out there and be all that God created you to be today. God bless you.